and welcome to a very special quote-unquote live episode of Uncle Dad Talks. And with me as always, he's working hard as always, is Mike, just Mike. Mike, can you say hi? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're live here at Bakersfield. Uh, I never thought I'd do a live show in Bakersfield, <laughs> but it's happening and I'm excited about it. Yeah, no one ever does think that. <laughs> it just kind of happens, right? <laughs> um, so our fortunes have brought us here to Bakersfield Comic Con. Um, we have a very interesting setup uh, here. Mike has his hats kind of doing his thing in a very beautiful space. Uh, and, and for the first time ever, we have like an actual, well, I guess second time would be the quote unquote Uncle Dad Lounge, uh, which I think next time I, I have a mini fridge, I should bring that. And if there's power, right? That's a good idea. Mike's nodding his head. <laughs> I think we need a mini fridge right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's exciting to do this. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some people to join me and talk. I'm trying to do some Uncle Dad listens. I think, I think that'll be kind of cool. We have the mic set up so anybody can grab it if they wanted to talk, tell me their live stories. <laughs> um, hopefully, we'll get some guests on as well. Uh, we'll be here. Or we'll be here. I think all weekend, or I'll be here most weekend. He'll be here all weekend. Uh, <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's it's exciting, man. Uh, we have uh, some of our props out here. We got the infamous ET vitamins that uh, our good boy Mike ate. Uh, we got the Billy beer that Mike drank, uh, and we have something new that Mike hasn't eaten yet. And honestly, I'm kind of nervous about it because it's such a pristine item, and it's in such a beautiful display. So I would hate for it to be destroyed, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, additionally, we also have some. Um, we have a, the C-3PO error cards, which you don't really see those anymore. And I brought that because we've had Anthony Daniels technically on the show. And uh, that's, that story of that card is pretty hilarious. So, yeah, we are here. It should be a good time. And uh, I think uh, Mike is almost done setting up. And then we'll do some classic Uncle Dad talks. All right, so we're hanging out, Mike, uh, at uh, Bakersfield Comic Con. At Kern, Kern County Fair, right? Kern County Fairgrounds. Mm. Now, you you love this con, right? I've loved this con for many years. Yeah. How long have you been coming to this con? I've been coming to this con since the first, since its inaugural uh, con. <laughs> the inaugural con, which was when? <laughs> uh, probably, I think 2008. Oh, really? I think was uh, it. So 15 years. It's Yeah, actually, this is the 15th annual Bakersfield Comic Con. So wow. that's exactly right. That's amazing. Good math. You did that math in your head real quick. like. Yeah, it's because I'm a genius. <laughs> You're studying. <laughs> I'm trying to better myself, Mike. <laughs> I just told you a story, but you know what I mean? So I've, I've, I've been really struggling with math lately. <laughs> you know, they say that uh, age only makes you wiser. Wiser in different ways. <laughs> yeah, not not those ways. <laughs> uh, so, Mike, you know, we're going to hang out, do this little podcast lounge. What do you think of the lounge? The, the users, the users, <laughs> the listeners can't uh, see it, but uh, we'll take a picture, of course. But uh, what do you think about this little vibe we got going on? I, I like it. You know, I think um, so far it already has attracted people to stop and ask about us yeah. uh, and when, what's doing and, and what is Uncle Dad Talks and it. And it 
you know, you've got this big mic stand and it really is very prominent in front of you. So that, that also draws attention. <laughs> yeah. It does, it does, right? Because it yeah. looks like a broadcaster setup, right? Yeah, you're broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, those are, it's also weird because like, people go, what do you guys do? It's like, oh, we're, we're podcasters. It's such a weird thing to say. I don't know. Does it, does, saying that, does that ever sound like uh, pretentious at all to you or no? Not pretentious, but I sound embarrassed. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I got a, I got a podcast like everybody yes, else. I'm one of those. But our podcast is different, as everybody knows, right? We, it's a real podcast. It's a real podcast. We learned that uh, with our interview with the Korean uh, Concrete Utopia. Right. Yeah, we're different. <laughs> we are very different. We are our own breed of podcaster, and we have more than just our moms listening to us. <laughs> most times. Most times, most times. Right. Sometimes. Uh, shout out to Mama Hampton, right? <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Mama, Uncle, Dad. <laughs> All right, Mike. So before we kind of get our day going here, uh, do we want to talk about what you're going to eat later or no? Well, let's just uh, tickle tickle the, their ass with a feather. So, yeah, we're going to do a uh, 80s Eats um, segment on this show, as we often do at, at comic conventions and, and other things. So I'm looking at it right now. We'll, we'll say it's... Uh, of the uh, breakfast foods. It's a breakfast food. We'll oh, just say that. A breakfast food, okay. Right? Yeah, it is a breakfast food. Yeah, it's a breakfast food. <laughs> breakfast food. Some would argue even dinner. You could. <laughs> or, or late night snack. Or late night snack, yeah. yeah. I know I've definitely been there. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you know, what do you think of all the costumes around us? We got a Negan walking by us. Negan. Yeah. We, yeah. Got, a, uh, we got a Neopet walking by us. Is that what that is? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just for those who don't know, we're going to have the CEO of the Neopets on. Uh, Mike, <laughs> straight out the gate, yeah, right now, let's go, off the cuff. Did you know what Neopets was before I told you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course I did. Of course, yeah. But for the listeners who don't know, what is it? Yeah, well, for the <laughs> listeners, why don't you tell them, because I know what it is, but... Why don't you explain it to the listeners? I'll just say, because that's a different episode, obviously. Uh, well, we talked to uh, the CEO of Neopets, which is incredibly exciting. Uh, Neopets is a virtual online pet game that blew up to something so much more. Uh, it's been around. It's celebrating its 25th year uh, next month. Uh, so it's very exciting to have the CEO on and what they're kind of doing. Because what's crazy is they've decided to make the choice to completely ditch NFTs and Web3. Uh, so I can't wait to talk about um, hmm. talk about that change because could you could you imagine that right like a, a very when we first started this year Web three was such a huge t uh, topic yeah and for a big brand like that to say you know what we're not we're gonna ditch that I think it's gonna be an interesting conversation I would love to have that conversation yes so that's, that's coming very soon okay uh, but uh, Mike uh, before we go do you have any uh, words about the weekend. For our audience, yeah, well, it's a big weekend. It's it's the beginning of the first day, and um, we chose something different this year. So I've been doing this con, like I said, since the very beginning, 15 years and, ago. And uh, and now it's grown. It's in two buildings. There's a huge courtyard in between the buildings, and I opted to be outside so that we could have a spread, uh, you know, a larger spread of retail. Uh, Square footage, whatever. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, so we're outside, so it's very different as opposed to being inside the exhibitor hall. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But there's also a great lineup of guests. We've got a couple of the uh, couple of the the Go Go's here, the band the Go Go's. 
We've got uh, Lori Petty's here. Lori We've got Petty, some people yeah. from Stranger Things here. There's there's the Ewok guy here. Uh, uh, yeah, you got uh, Kevin Thompson. Kevin Thompson, uh, who was from Star Wars and uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. The one that I am so excited about is Naji Jeter. Uh, who is the voice of Miles Morales in the Spider-Man video games. Yeah. Uh, those games are huge right now. Right. Uh, so that's awesome. Yeah, I just walked through the guest hall, and he, I think he was the only guy in there with a lineup at his well, table. Dude, so. I mean, his game, the second game just came out, and it's blown up right now. It's blown up. Blown up, blown up, blown up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a pretty good lineup, man. Yeah, so we're hoping to get some of these guys on the show. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, everybody, we'll be right back after this ad break. This ad is brought to you by Skyline Smart Energy. The state of California just approved another rate increase for PG&E, one of California's biggest electric companies and the other big companies are soon to follow. Homeowners electric bills will increase by an additional 13% starting in January of 2024. If you could have a locked in gas price at $2 per gallon for 25 years, wouldn't you have done so? By going with solar, with Skyline Smart Energy, that's exactly what you can do. You'll not only pay a much lower average in price per month than your current electric bill, but you'll also lock in that lower rate for the next 25 plus years. Skyline is also offering a free year of Brinks Home Security with no installation fees when you get solar installed. So do yourself a favor, protect your family, your home, and your wallet by texting or calling 209-573-0589 for a free energy savings consultation and see if your home qualifies. Skyline Smart Energy. Take control of rising energy costs now. Uh, yeah, so, Mike, you wanted to talk about some fun things. <laughs> well, it's not that I wanted to talk about it. I was just... I was just... Slice of life. Complimenting our... Uh, our new lounge and how comfortable the couch is and uh, yeah I, I sat down on the couch after not sitting for I don't know I got here at 730 in the morning and I've been on my feet since then I don't know what time is it right now around noon it's around noon yeah yeah and um, it's very comfortable and it makes me just want to sit here and I don't want to do anything <laughs> but talking and recording is easy that that I can do yeah <laughs> um, but also, you know, to say, you know, we are in Bakersfield, and yeah. uh, I stayed at, uh, we stayed at the hotel that's next to the Buck Owens Crystal Palace. Not a bad hotel, but the people upstairs above us decided that they needed to rearrange or remodel the hotel room all night. So the, the noise kept us awake. And so... I know you're tired. You drove this morning, but I'm I'm extremely tired. I yeah. I just I just want to lay down on this lounge couch. Yeah, man, I hear you. I mean, noise is not fun. Uh, today, I only got a couple hours of sleep, like yourself. Uh, I went to bed about midnight. Couldn't sleep for some reason. I don't know. It's because my dog. Well, there's also like the pre-con, pre-travel, pre-morning travel, like kind of anx anxiousness that I think that rests within us. And, yeah, uh, that's it, a good point. Yeah. yeah, it happens a lot before cons and, and events where I just can't sleep. But I do see the guy who played Timmy and Lassie walking around right now. 
Yeah, that was him. Right there. No. Oh. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that's the guy that was remodeling the uh, upstairs hotel room. Who <laughs> <laughs> kept me up all night. <laughs> I was confused because I was like, he was wearing a, a veteran hat. Yeah. Oh, who's this? Yeah. What's up? You want to come talk? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, Mike, we just got somebody locked up right now. Yeah. Uh, the lounge is working. The lounge is working, yes. You get good. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Enjoying the show? Uh, yeah, we just you know we're hanging out, and having a good time. Are you a vendor or? Yes, I am. Uh, what's your what's your what's your thing? I own a online store called jmart.cool, and you can go on there. We have like event calendars, we have items to buy, we have an artist alley, we have a cosplay corner. So pretty much all of the stuff you get at a normal convention, you can see it online. So if you can't make it out, you can come check it out on there. Oh wow, yeah. cool! And you also have a booth here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right over by the bathrooms in the main building. Uh, we have uh, like a 30-foot booth set up with keychains and stuffed animals and posters and car stickers and just your general convention merch. Yeah, so is it like uh, you guys create your own characters or is it of, of, of mainstream characters that other people know? Or what, what? A little bit of each. So we have a lot of your traditional Japanese anime, your traditional horror, uh, pop culture type stuff. But the mascot for our brand as well as some of the other assets we have are all original as well to uh, what we do. Did you uh, design that? We had a really great firm out of New Zealand put it together for us. And they're actually featured on our website too, right inside of our Artist Alley section. Oh, wow. He was fantastic. It's JC Bree Design. And then we had it all finalized about a week ago, and or two weeks ago, and then we just rushed to get all the stickers and marketing material and everything done. And then all the event information or the website information is on the back side of the flyer as well. Jay so one of the one of the big things too is I always hear people asking me like, "Hey, where do I like go to hear about what other events are coming up?" Because I just I, I don't hear about them until they're already halfway over, and then I'll come down. But we have every event for California listed for the next uh, like 16 months on oh, our wow. website, so you can just go right there and be like, "Oh, I can go here, here, here." Pretty much a show every single weekend for the next year and a half. And is that shows that you guys are going to be at, or that's just in general? Just these in are all general, the events yeah, that are yeah. So we're just basically trying to say like. You can be all the way in Northern California. We have some up in Oregon, all the way down Southern California. Wherever you're at, there's going to be a show going on. So we're probably going to go through and mark the ones that we're going to be at. But for right now, it's just we, we want to put the information out there. And what's really cool, too, what I think I think is cool, is if you have an event that you're doing and you want to get featured on there, we don't charge anything for it. If you're an artist and you want to get featured on there, we don't charge anything for it. If you're a cosplay talent and you want to get maybe a little bit more attention to your Instagram or whatever it is, we don't charge anything for it. So it's completely free for everyone. We just want to get all of that information under one roof so that way you don't have to follow 50 Facebook pages to figure out what's going on in California. Wow, that's a pretty pretty well thought out thing you got going on. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what made you get into all that? Well, I originally started uh, just doing these events. A friend invited me on a whim and I brought out a whole bunch of video games. I used to own a store called Jay's Game Shack in Fresno. Some people may have heard of it. And after I finished that, we had a bunch of stuff that we were liquidating. I'm like, man, these events are really, really nice. Uh, there's good money to be made here. And then I started looking into other products that I could potentially sell, and I launched an enamel pin company. Uh, <laughs> this guy just keeps pulling yeah, out flyers. I, I got all it. the flyers <laughs> on me today. So I launched an enamel pin company. I'm like, man, these are doing really well. 
And then I said, you know what? Maybe some other people would be interested in selling them too. So we launched a wholesale company. So we everything that we have at our booth, everything you see on the website, it's all available for wholesale. And it's cheap too. It's all like 20 or 30% on cost. So you can go make a ton of money, sell it on your web store. And even our pins don't have our company logo on them. So when you sell them, you can promote your own company because we don't want to get the credit for that. You're doing the work. You're doing the work for it. So yeah, we want to make sure you get the credit. So we did that and that succeeded. And I said, okay, let's try more products. And then once that was going, I said, okay, I keep getting asked questions about events and keep getting like, where can I find you at? Yada, yada, yada. And I said, okay, it's time to do the website. It's, it's something I can't, I can't avoid doing. Because I tried. I'm like, I don't like social media. I don't right. like having to do the whole web thing. I like coming and meeting people. I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I decided to launch that. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. It's like, there, it is fun and it's fine to sell stuff online and do that. But, but yeah, there's nothing like being with the people. That's why the shows are still really great. That's why being able to travel. I mean, I see you're from Fresno originally, right? Jay yeah. from Fresno. Um, yeah, you just get to like, you get more of a sense of like what what people actually want too when yeah. you're when you're out in, in the public, right? Yeah, you get a real good beat on it. Yeah, because you you can see firsthand, you know, because you can you can have a moment where some things will sell really well, some things won't sell well, but you know you you learn a lot more seeing the 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 view from the consumer, like why are they choosing to buy, like what is their motivation, what's their enthusiasm for it, but also. Why are people picking up certain things and putting it down or saying, oh, that's cool, but they're not spending money on it. So you get a lot of really good info from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we, we enjoy doing the podcast. We, do, we interview a lot of folks, uh, you know, on the computer, you know, via online. They could be in any part of the world, really. But we still enjoy coming to the cons and meeting guys like you, meeting people that we can just sit down and talk to and, you know, just walk on up and be like, hey, what's happening? Yeah. Right. So thank you for taking the time and talking. But before we wrap up, let me ask you one last fun question. Sure, please. I love fun questions. What is your favorite anime of all time, period? Oh, Oh. man. Because I know know you're all all in on anime, right? You got to love it. You know, that's the shocking thing to some people. Like, you know, I I, I haven't sat down and watched an anime in about 20 years, which is crazy. I'm going on 38. And the last one that I really fell in love with that I've gone back to time and time again, it's going to sound so cliche, but... And Cowboy Bebop, man, it's got a it's got a place in my heart. It's so good, and and I recommend you watch the original, not the not the uh, uh, the, uh, the the voice acted one, but like the actual with the subtitles. It's Japanese, right? Yeah. Yeah, the original Japanese with the subs because they don't take out any of the cursing. They don't, and, and you get really more plot depth, especially with the the extra characters, the background characters. There's a lot more depth to it. I love that. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's a great. That's a great one of the best animes ever. I mean, Mike, you've seen that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seen it. Yeah, of course he has. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't. Um, Jay, thank you so much for taking the time and just talking to us. We I really, really appreciate, appreciate you guys. Thank yeah, you so thank much you. for having me. And uh, your, what's your social media though? Yeah, visit us at jmart.cool, and that's going to be our Instagram. And if you just put that into a URL right in the search box, or uh, you know, the, like type it in, you can either put www, or you can just put jmart.cool, and that'll take you there. And mind you, the e-commerce store, I just started loading items up about two days ago. We only got about 40 or 50 listings on there. But over the next 60 days, we're going to have about 2,000 items for sale. Wow. And it's going to be some of the like the coolest pricing. And if you need to get in touch with us, we have a contact form at the bottom. We have a wholesale form at the bottom. Please reach out. We'll, we'll blow you away. Uh, you know, And, and, I, and I, this is going to sound crazy, but we have a lot of people doing six figures a year at our events with the products that we offer them right now. So we got great, great stuff and great support for our vendors. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah go check awesome. them out. Go check Thank them out. Thank you so much, guys. All Thank right. you. Thanks, Jay.
All right, Uncle Dad here again, and I have a new uh, co-host for this segment. Hi, my name's Gladys. Uh, it's uh, it's the uh, phenomenal <laughs> Callie Dunlap from uh, Callie Dunlap Art. She was recently just did an episode with us about her favorite horror movie, which was Butterfly Fleck. That was amazing. Uh, I really loved it. And now you're here helping me host for a little bit. Yes. Yes, okay. Yes, and yes, we're, yes. We're talking to a good buddy of ours. I consider him a good friend. He is one of the sweetest guys in the world. Give it up for Emonic. Hey, guys. How's it going? Demonic, you're, I feel like you're about to get the record of being on the show the most. Chris Wisnia was beating you. Really? Yeah, he was. And I just met Chris Wisnia not that long ago. He's been on the show way more than anybody else. Has. Is the record you've been trying to break, Demonic? No, it's it's. I think it's just coincidental. Just same place, same yeah, you know, you know. same right place, right time. Right place, the right nice. time. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I like to live my life. The universe yeah. delivers. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, we had some questions we wanted to ask, and I'm gonna have. Callie, line it up so then I can follow it up. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but we're doing a podcast here. <laughs> I, I, I got an yeah. idea that there was. We're into podcasts here. There, there was a so, we podcast like, you know, we're sitting on. here. At you know, you got to talk into the mic. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Gladys is behind the times. You know, when okay. I first started, I know how that goes. You're just like this all the time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we're sitting here at Bakersfield Comic Con. It's sunny, the sky's blue, there's clouds around. I'm being blinded by a disco ball right now. It's a great little vibe here. I love it. There's a lot of people coming around asking about this podcast here. Yes. So we're like, let's see what the people are about here. So we're going to ask, we're going to ask some questions related to Comic-Con, the origin of them, why people are drawn to them, what they're about, what's changed since, you know, maybe they first got into it and what's going on around all of that. And who better than to ask and start this off than Emonic! <laughs> the legendary Emonic. Legendary. <laughs> the, the so that's where, that's the baseline here. Okay, so, okay? so what's the question? You, yeah, what's the question? What got you started with comics? What got me started with comics? Yes. Um, Into comics started. What was your introduction to comics? Uh, Star Wars, I think. St it, the yeah, Marvel series? Yeah, but not just that, but Spider-Man specifically, I guess, as a character for a comic book. Who character. is your Spider-Man artist? Mine? Yeah. Oh, wow. The one that popped your chair, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, fuck, man. <gasps> this dude knows how to draw Spider-Man. For me, it's McFarlane. Um... John Romita, John Romita, and John Romita Jr. Oh, okay. Because they're they're amazing uh, sequential storytellers, mm -hmm. and they're just they're phenomenal. Uh, yeah, Tom McFarlane was amazing for the you know what he was doing at that point in time. And there's a lot of the detail and the flashiness yeah. of it, but there's also something about storytelling, just sequential storytelling in itself, and that's the heart of comics. Yeah. You know, comic book in general, the storytelling, visual storytelling. It, that's where both of those, you know, those artists thrive. Yeah. And not to take anything away from McFarlane because he's an amazing artist as well sure. for what he did and how he kind of, you know, pushed comics and the medium itself. But um, there, there's something to be said about a lot of flair and they're really good storytelling. And if you can combine both of them, and I think that's kind of where, you know, Todd started to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that flair and then the, the visual storytelling, uh, you know, pacing. Um, that's where kind of things started kind of taking off. I think we're pushing the medium of comics. But, you know, uh, I think I came in around Spider-Man, and so it would be, you know, John Romita Sr. and John Romita Jr. 
around that time. Rest in peace, Mr. John Romita Sr. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, seeing what Kirby did. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, and not necessarily understanding uh, what was going on at that point in time for sequential storytelling, but understanding more as I got older yeah. how important he is. Right. So, yeah. Wow, good, good, response. good answer. Good answer. It's a powerful answer. Very yeah. powerful. Answer. <laughs> well, uh, do you think what do you think has changed since you know you kind of got into all that and started feeling all of that? Um, well, be, because there's such a, a large ocean of material now, um, you get it's there's the barometer is not as even. Um, I think that you get segmented material you get a lot of bad material and so you have to look for the diamonds and you and that being said it's the digging aspect you know how you used to dig for music yeah like digging for comics and doing it that way i think it there is a little bit um maybe it's not the same it's, it's, it's similar though it's 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 different now. it's different yeah yeah you because know, like i mean we have the advantage now of being able to go online and find somebody yeah. find an artist and they could be halfway around the world sure they sometimes it's you know some of these artists are so amazing um you know wherever they might be um and you find them and you just you're like why haven't we not found out about these guys now if it was 20 years ago we wouldn't hear about them. Yeah. So that's I think that's where that's changed is that the technology allows us to find artists that are um, doing the medium, you know, uh, and uh, getting exposure. So I think that's the major difference. Beautiful answer. This guy, yeah. and he's so soft. You can't hear it as no. well as I can. And he's <laughs> I'm so not like leaning in close. I know, but if you can hear it, it's, that's so cute. <laughs> um, no, that's great. Was that was that the two questions? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, say yeah, the like, first question again, so I know. Uh, I think. So we're, I mean, we're we workshopping. Probably by the way. tighten the question up a little bit. Okay. But I think what initially drew you into comics. Okay. Right. And then what has changed since then? Right. I I think pictures, or drawing, drawing, and and seeing seeing something you know seeing something that was colorful and seeing something that was looked fantastic and it's you know moving on a page. Right. Um, yeah. And. Uh, it's fantastic stories and you want to be part of that you want to get engulfed in it. it's all about immersion right so yeah. just like listening to music it's all about right about immersion and so seeing something like that as a kid you want to play in those in those playgrounds in those visual playgrounds and so that got me into comics and drawing and doing what I do and I think Spider-Man and uh, Star Wars and then um, I remember seeing um, Arthur Adams' uh, Wolverine, the, the the poster on my buddy's wall, wow. not seeing the character for the first time, yeah. and I didn't know who Wolverine was, and I was like, who is that? And then just like, oh, okay, like there's more to Spider-Man, right? It. Yeah, and then finding out about Daredevil, and then when I was in third grade, <laughs> my dad got a hold of um, some comics that he got from a friend, and I got Frank Miller's Ronin. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> and then that changed my whole paradigm of what comics are. Wow. Um, because now it's this whole serious tone. And, you know, being young at the time, that material is not for a child. Right. It's definitely right. not. It's meant for an adult. It's, um, it's, it harkens back to, you know, early heavy metal and um, something that I definitely grew up on. And so that kind of perpetuated me into the style and mentality of art that I really like is seeing comics and then seeing you know Ronin and then finding heavy metal and then something that's a little bit more gritty and right. more European style yeah. yeah dude 
you have the best answers. <laughs> I have one other question for you sure. that we won't ask everyone else. But as a professional mm. who has been in this industry for quite some time, mm. what, is there anything else that you would like to hear from up and coming generations that are here experiencing this or interested in getting into comics or anything like that? More appreciation mm. for, the, for the artists that came before us. Um, and, and recognizing why they're important. Yeah. They might not be as well, you know, they don't have as many accolades at this very, at this point right now, a lot of artists, um, because it's a lot about flash. It's like movies or kind of like the, tent the TikTok mentality, what, right. whatever is really hot at the moment. Yeah. And I think with that type of mentality, um, generations tend to forget what came before. Sure. And I think it's really important that you pay attention on what came before and how something came to be and um, why things look the way that they do or why they're formatted the way that they are or why people draw the way that they do. It's kind of like back cataloging why a band sounds the way that it does. Um, you know, it's made up of many different parts of other things that all those band members listen to. Same as an artist. It's, that person's made up of, you know, life experiences and all the types of styles of artwork that it was, that person was exposed to. So I think paying homage to what came before yeah. and not forgetting the importance of those artists. Mm. And cool. speaking of not forgetting about importance of artists, let's make sure everybody checks you out. <laughs> the incredible Imanic. Uh, where can they find you? I mean, we've said it so many times, but you know what? I, every episode is somebody's first episode, <laughs> right? Like we have to always right, know that. Right, right. So, yeah. Where can they find you? Um, people can find me at um, at Emonic on Instagram predominantly right now, um, and that's basically where I'm at right now. Uh, I'll have a new website up and um, functioning soon. I also have uh, Emonic at Big Cartel, uh, and that's an online store. Wow. Um, quick, I just want to mention a couple. You know, we're talking about earlier artists and why they're important. So here are a couple names that people can go to check out. Mm. Check out Alex Nino. Uh, Filipino artist and why he's important for the stuff that he did. Um, there's another Filipino artist, uh, Nick Manabat. Unfortunately, he didn't have a very long, uh, you know, uh, art career, but for what he did, it was amazing. Um, obviously, uh, John Remita and John Remita Jr. Mm -hmm. uh, looking at those artists. Um, those, those are the couple that, that were coming to mind when we were having this discussion um, and their importance, uh, you know, um, as far as sequential artists and storytellers. I love it, man. And obviously Frank Miller and, you know, what he did and then, um, you know, uh, looking at uh, Jeffrey Darrow with Hard Boiled. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And, then, you know, um, the, and then for me, that was a, that was a big uh, inspiration is uh, Ginger Art Mobius. So, mm, okay. So. Wow. Well, uh, that's your uh, TED talk from uh, Imanic. <laughs> um, that's beautiful. No, I don't. I don't mean that as an insult. Like it really was beautiful. Thank you. Um, give it up for the the segment co-host here. Gladys. Uh, we're gonna call this uh, inside the Uncle Dad Actor Studio. I like it. Oh. I like it. Uh, co-host uh, Callie and Uncle Dad with Imanic today. Maybe we'll do another one of these one day. Thanks, Imanic. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for having me. Awesome. All the best. Very special guest sitting down with us. It is uh, the wonderful Andre Ivchenko. Ivge 
Yeah, Ivchenko. Ivchenko. He, he always gets this anxiety. <laughs> like we, he'll get the don't, name. Don't, don't, don't stress. It's okay. all good, okay. man. Okay. He, he, he gets this anxiety before he has to say the name all the time <laughs> on the show. The name could be like Hamilton, and he'll get stressed out. <laughs> Is this because I, I feel so like I need to do your name justice? Yeah. You know? No, it's all good. That's all good. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Mike, go ahead and introduce our guest here. Yeah. yeah. So, Andre, you you were uh, you were in Stranger Things, among other things. You were in Stranger Things. Yeah, that's right. Uh, season season three, and um, what was that experience like for you in a nutshell? I'm sure you get to ask that question all the time. But was it fun? Did you hate it? Did you love it? And 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 where does it rate on the scale in your in your career of acting? Um, it was fun. I definitely love it. Um, and uh, I think it was huge part of my career. I would say it was a it was a breaking point. Yeah, you know, it was really um, I I felt really, and I still feel really fortunate to be on the show because. Um, not only because I watched that show from the season one uh, and I was fan of that show, but also uh, what that show brought to the world. You know, uh, the audience for that show, for Stranger Things, is like from, I would say, maybe 10, 12 years old and go up to like 75. And each... So I would say it's like two generations right yeah in that space sure and uh, each generation has some sort of uh, nostalgia or uh, just a joy the younger generation who doesn't know what the 80s was and how it was at that time and what kind of culture we had uh, but they still have the joy to watching it and, and to kind of like absorbing and learning new things, you know, especially if they watch it with their parents or grandparents and they're like saying, hey, you know, yeah, we had those bikes, you know, back in the days and we had those like rotary phones and radios and stuff like that, that they, you know, obviously young generation, they have no clue what it is, you know, how to use it, right? The cassette. Right. players and stuff like that so I, I, I think that's um, if I can say uh, in my opinion this show is not only fun to watch but it's also somehow educational yeah, yeah. as well For, yeah it's like a it's like a time capsule right like yes that's right you know yes. like when uh, when we watched uh, Boogie Nights as young uh, young adults like yeah. that <laughs> that's a time right, capsule exactly. you know? so yes. it's, the, it's, it's yes. that for for the for the next generation down, and it's also fun for us to like. Oh yeah, I remember the the, the, the Ghostbuster costumes or what, whatever it is. Um, it's super fun and very nostalgic. And and um, and how cool of you to be on such like a an iconic show. Like, so did you audition for that? Did they hit you up? Like, how oh, did yeah. you get in there? Yeah, I, I auditioned for that. I didn't know what I was auditioning for because it's, it was very vague. Um, um, casting notice that was sent out to agents and managers and it was saying um, this audition for um, 
variation of uh, various parts for different projects in uh, at that time was like 2018 mm -hmm. uh, but obviously you know it didn't say anything about like what project and this is just like you know you thinking like well you know uh, you kind of I, I do this edition and they put me like uh, uh, they put me um, you know my resume on the table among other people who can you know Russian Ukrainian who can speak Russian you know and maybe down the road in that year they will pick me up for some project right so I did audition there was like diff two different editions different characters and then uh, uh, they um, uh, they choose me it was I think it was between me and um, one or two other actors and then I did so I did audition on tape then then the for call back I did audition uh, in in the casting room and then uh, they called my uh, manager and they said probably like three weeks after that and they said okay you know he like he's a choice and uh, uh, but we still didn't know what I'm what they picked me up right. for, you know, I have no idea. Yeah. It's a different formats, you know, if you're auditioning for the movie or TV show. So I didn't know what, what which format to choose. So I was kind of like auditioning like for the movie. So then they, they called my manager and they said like, he's a choice, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, so what project? What, we don't even know anything. And they're like, yeah, well, with the Stranger Things and stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, it's cool. She's like, yeah, she was like excited and stuff like that. So she told me and I'm like, it's cool. So um, uh, I think I think Duffers wrote, I, I supposed to be in two episodes because Duffers wrote my character for two episodes. And then, and then when they see me um, uh, auditioning and they met me and they decided to go back and they wrote me like seven out of eight episodes. That's great. Yeah. yeah they, they scrapped that. They rewrote all the, you know, character, all the scenes and everything. I mean, that's got to make you feel good, right? Like, yeah. You, you it know, feels, yeah. It makes me feel you're, good. You're you know? doing something right. To I mean, yeah, you're, defi totally, you're yeah. definitely working out in the right way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're from U Ukraine. Yeah. What part of Ukraine are you actually from? Like, where's home home? It's a Southeast. Uh, I was born in Kharkiv which uh, uh, about five hours from Kiev from the capital but mm -hmm. my parents when I was like one years old they moved to Zaporizhia which is like a city still Ukrainian but around the city it's like all these battles with you know Russian mm -hmm. occupants uh, happening now but back but, but but back then when you were you know auditioning and trying out for the show you were playing this character none of that was going on yet right no, and not so yet. Yeah. and so like how does it does it matter at all i mean i know you're an actor you act in other things obviously besides this role but like that you're ukrainian and you're playing you're playing a russian bad guy basically in the in the movie yeah. kind of right like is there a how does that feel now, like going with all the stuff that's going on over there? Like, does it have an effect on you? Or are you just like, hey, I played a role and 
Like, what's, what's that feel? I, like? You know, it, it definitely, definitely uh, affects me heavily what's happening now because my family is all there, my friends, you know, and, and I grew up in that country. It's a wonderful country, wonderful people. You know, like the, the Ukraine was suppressed by Russians for many, many centuries, you know. And uh, now, finally, that, that this is the last battle uh, before Ukraine will be free forever, you know, and Ukraine wants to follow uh, European way, American way, you know, of living, that, and that's what they're fighting for, which is Russia cannot accept, you know, they, they Putin wants another Soviet Union, you know, and he's not going to stop in Ukraine. And, and finally, you know, many European countries started to understand that if if because Ukraine is a buffer zone in between Russia and Europe. So if Russia will go through Ukraine, that means they go to Poland. They mean that means they, they will go end? to Baltic countries, yeah. France and, you know, everywhere. So um, but um, Back to your questions, how I can play Russian character when all of this happening there, but somebody have to show how evil Russians are. There you go. Right. You know, somebody yeah. have to deliver, right? Yeah. And show the world. And how can I? How, besides, besides my financial help, I have a um, a few friends back in in the lay, and and they. Uh, were literally delivering uh, suit massive suitcases, 10, 11 at a time, buying the stuff here and oh, delivering wow. to Ukraine with all the, you know, wh whatever they could buy for, for military, Ukrainian military, how, like, you know, different four states and all that stuff, they were delivering. So my, like, I, I try, I was like giving them money, you know, and stuff like that. But besides that, how, how can I help uh, also, uh, to fight uh, Russian invasion, I can show, as I do now, with my profession, I can show how evil Russians are on right. the screen and deliver it to the world to see. Yeah, I mean, and you do it well. And uh, but like, it's also it's also a good point that you made. Like, you know, many people may see it as just Russia invading Ukraine, but that's just like one. That's one. It's like it's it's going to continue. But but yeah. you know, but the people of Ukraine are not just lying down and letting it happen. No. I mean, like no. you guys, they're kicking ass, and, and we we tough morphers, man. Yeah, <laughs> you like, know, we're gonna yeah. stand. That was a big Putin's mistake. He thought like you He's know because lay down. We, this, Russia has 140 million people. Ukraine only had 40 million people. Yeah. He thought he just he will walk through, you know, with no problems and stuff like that. And look at it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if anyone just like comes into your house and says, "I'm taking over," give me your, give me your house, give me your wife, exactly. give me your thing. You're not just gonna sit there and let no, it happen. Exactly. No, exactly. Especially you. You're not. <laughs> no. You're there, you know. Um, well, I, 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 I gifted you a couple of our uh, of our Ukraine hats, and if if you know, uh, if you have people over there that would would like some of those, I'd love to give you a bundle of them, and you can send them over and and. If they would like, if, if anyone over there, Thanks, your friends, family would it, like man. some of those. Appreciate. I definitely, definitely on Monday when I'm back, I, I will blast it on social media for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if, if anybody interested, 
we'll we'll keep in touch. Yeah, and and how have you been enjoying uh, this fine fine city of? Uh, we're that's, not from here, but Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah, that's enjoying, a, that's yeah? interesting city. You know, it's a, has some has some character. You see it all here, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a it's a is diverse, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyways, Andre, thank you for for sitting down with us for a moment. Uh, well, I have one last question, real fast. Oh, yes. I got a question for you because yeah, yeah. you're a man that's a, in great shape, and I and I just am in, in a, a shape. And so, <laughs> it is a shape. How how what would you tell me to get my fitness regimen in order? Well, how where should I start? What do you think is the right way to go? First step. I, I would I would I would do I would for you I would do I would start swimming or or fast walking really yeah because people people you see the the uh, i've been i've been in sports since i was like four people making even even personal trainers they drag people to the gym right away you know it doesn't matter what like people even even like obese people you know they drag them today and they making them lift the weights and stuff like that but your body has to adjust to physical uh exercise you know you cannot put your body through the you cannot put your body through the torture right away so i would suggest if you have a swimming pool or you can access to the swimming yeah, pool start to swim you know like so and i you know i suggest you to go and take maybe maybe like 30 45 minutes up to an hour like every day but like start start from maybe 30 minutes you know and then increase the time swimming and i would i would do uh maybe a month of that or fast walking you know huh, okay. like up to 45 minutes and then when your body adjusts to physical exercise you know when you will feel it's your, your, your body is getting stronger and then you start to get with that feel then you can go to the gym and start lifting weights you know that's pretty good watch advice. watch your watch your watch your uh, you know don't don't go on crazy diets because that's where people sleep they go for crazy diet like for a week and then it's hard for them to go through you know and they then they like ah, I'm, I'm not gonna do it and they go back to what you know bad right. habits and all that stuff but but start like moderately you know choose the food you eat like a healthy versions you know okay. food you know it's it has, everything has to be a baby steps you know to to stay to to, to consistently stay in that kind of you know path right and 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 then then it will be easy for you to go through you know it, it's the the problem happens when people uh suddenly switch from their normal routine to like some crazy diet or like crazy right. exercise regime you know and they last maybe for like a few weeks and then they're like oh i'm not gonna do it it's like it's too hard i want a chocolate i want a cake you know i'm going back to i do want cake but if you, yeah but, but, but you see if you go like if you go slow with all of this like eliminates you know like maybe overly fat food you know huh. like sugary food yeah. you know but but do it baby steps then you will stay your body will adjust slowly to that and that's the he just gave success me the successful formula you know he just gave me the keys to the city man thank yeah. you so much for no, that. of course i'm really yeah. gonna take that to heart for yeah. sure no yeah. you should i'm gonna hold you accountable for that too you, you better you better I'm check on you yeah please yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that thank yeah. you yeah yeah and thanks for coming on and and much 
much props to your success, and I hope it just continues. I really appreciate your kindness and sitting down and chatting with us. Thank you. You're a very Thank nice you. man. And Thank you for the hats. You're welcome. Amazing, amazing gift. Thank yeah. you, guys. And where can our audience? It. Yeah, how can our audience follow and find you? Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Andreevchenko. Instagram, the Andreevchenko. E and also threads, the Andreevchenko. Okay, there we are. There it is. Go, go support him. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Appreciate right, it. Thank you. Okay, well, now I'm doing the, uh, and we are back. <laughs> yes, I had to give it to you. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> we are sitting with Andrew Gray from uh, Power Rangers Megaforce and Super Megaforce. Correct, correct. And um, here at Bakersfield Comic Con. And Andrew, welcome to the show. Welcome. Gentlemen. Um, it's a beautiful day out here. Very it's beautiful day. Stuff. It's nice to be outside. We're, we're sitting here outside. And um, so, so real quick, one of the things that I, that, um, thanks for stopping by uh, to talk to us. And, and uh, I know one of the things that caught your eye was the name Uncle Dad, which this is Uncle Dad. <laughs> now, now, he has the name Uncle Dad, which, which long story short, comes from that he's, he's not an uncle, he's not a dad, but he's someone that you feel comfortable talking to. Yeah. Right? And, and we all need that, especially as men, right? Like Fellowship. A guy to talk to. Exactly. We need a guide, mentor, advice, consult, absolutely. And, and so like, um, um, and so, yeah, so, so tell me a little bit about like, well, first, like how you got, why I gravitated you, how, over here. Well, first, <laughs> how you became a power ranger. Yeah. Sure. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. But then also, and then, and then how that, and then segue into that, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So yeah. when I was a kid, I grew up in a broken home and the only thing that I had, uh, good advice or consult was power rangers. Not to say that my parents weren't there, but again, my father was working to provide my mother was working two jobs and they were also going through a divorce so when my brother who's two years older than I um, had the opportunity to watch Power Rangers that was our freedom um, that was our me being with my big bro and uh, watching something that stuck with us to build memories of a lifetime yeah and when I was watching it I, I knew from there I wanted to be an actor I didn't know it was a business, um, but I know it made me feel safe in growing up in turmoil. And now that I've grown into the man I am today, I look at my parents as they're the real superheroes because they raised two boys through turmoil as yeah. human beings. So I don't look at them as my parents anymore. I just see them as human beings, right? And they did the best they could. So they're real, real, real heroes. So when I saw Uncle Dad, that just reminded me that the world needs more heroes um, in the family. They need more heroes for children to look up to, as I did as well. They need more shows to, with great content, with messages that have a beginning, middle, and end. So you understand what you're watching. You don't have to watch a whole season before you get the whole arc. You understand it right there. Um, and yeah, so what gravitated me over here is I started a company called The Superhero You which helps people uh, discover, cultivate, and strengthen their superpowers within, which is their story. Remember who you are. Remember how far you've come. And all those little things, all those milestones, they amount up to something. You, and you matter. Um, so I started that company because kids need a place, and all human beings need someone that they get, like a big bro vibe. Mm -hmm. So I was, when I say the superhero you, I was like, guys, you may know me from this, you may know me from that. But I'm not here to save you. 
I'm here to save myself and I'm going to teach you how to save yourself. To face it, fight it, and finish it. To be the superhero in your life and not the villain or the sidekick. How many people do we know in our life are actually the villain in their lives and they don't even recognize it? Mm -hmm. Or they're the sidekick in their own story instead of being that lead character. So Uncle Dad, when I saw that, just hit me in the heart and I was like, I need to go see what they're about. And uh, it seems like you guys are about pure intentions and we need more of that. Yeah. So yeah. respect. I mean, mad respect. I mean, we we joke around a lot and, and, and stuff, but but ultimately, yeah, like, you know, um, not not being taken over by the shadow side, right? Yeah. And, and also, I love how you just said not being the sidekick in your own story, because I can relate to that myself. Just growing up in the household I did, where I kind of felt like the sidekick in my own story. Like there was going to be this other person that was going to come in until I realized, you know, like I'm that person because, you know, my dad sounds like maybe similar to your dad did the best he could with what he had, which wasn't that great, but like that's all he had to go off of. Right. And so I think as you become a man, it's kind of your responsibility. If you're able to look back and kind of take care of that younger version of you, as an older version of yourself so that you can heal that wound so that you can move forward and then just set an example by doing what you do and people see that within you and if, especially a guy like you you know you're action hero in, in movies and tv shows like people are going to look up to you and so if you can set that example for them then they can see themselves in you right like that's that's the hope right you know i feel like i'm not in the entertainment business i'm in the hope business you know, um, what people also, people have selective memory, right? They select what they want to hear to uh, align with whatever narratives and internal, that internal dialogue based on their healing or lack thereof. So how people respond, re or, uh, respond react, or, or not, none of those is always coming from internal things. Um, but getting back to the core of the conversation, without a guide, we're... We're going to be stuck in this ordinary world without sure. that call to adventure. So the superhero you helps people um, by giving them tips, methods, and techniques, and having practical implications by letting them know. Do you have anxiety? Me too. Yeah. Do you deal with depression? Me too. Right. Do you, have, do, you, do you deal with relationships and money and you have issues with it? Me too. You know, there's other things that we talk about as well. So. It just helps people understand that we're more similar than we're apart. What was the moment for you that, 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 I don't know, was there a moment for you that shifted to where you saw yourself in a way, was it like your own personal healing? Like, was there steps that you did to like... Yes, there was. Yeah, like what was that? It's called that going on the hero's journey. It's, mm -hmm. I'm not the one to invent it. It's been going on forever. And there's a great book that's called uh, The Thousand Faces of a Hero. And the hero's journey goes off like this. There's an ordinary world, right? And then you have that trigger, anxiety, imminent fear. Not depression that I'll never amount to anything, but anxiety is imminent fear, right? So that anxiety is that call to then take that adventure. That adventure then is to seek a mentor, a guide, and I did. Um, who, who was your guide? Mine was my heavenly father. But outside of that, you know, you have to cherry pick and also reading a lot. Uh, I love, I'm reading right now, for example, is like uh, Alexander the Great's memoir. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, captain of the Four Legions Army for Rome. Um, 
Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. These are people that have existed to do beautiful things and some of them had no guide. So one thing that Marcus Aurelius said that really stuck with me and I quote it all the time is, we come into this world as a seed and our final form is ashes in a name. So we're not in our final form. So we must continue to go on the hero's journey. And once we get that mentor that shares that with us, what's that first threshold we got to push past? Our family and our friends would be like, bro, you changed. I like the old Drew. Oh, yeah, when I was an alcoholic, you like that guy? I don't. And I want you to come on this journey with me. Nah, bro, I'm good. So then you move forward. And where are you moving forward? Well, that those tests. Now you're going to get tested on the outside of the world, not just on the inside of the world. And the next part of the hero's journey is called the innermost cave, that most people are afraid to even walk past it. It's like having the your closet door open. It's not the closet door that we're scared of in the darkness. No, it's the ordeal, what's inside of that cave. And that ordeal, we say it all the time, you know what the ordeal is, bro? If I don't get my rent paid today, I'm on the streets. That's the ordeal. Mm -hmm. So they skip. The ordinary world goes past anxiety and goes into, I will do whatever it takes because the ordeal is, if I don't, I'm scared of being homeless. So people skip all those steps, but then revert back. So we have to push past the ordeal, which thing is, what is it? What are you living for? What's your purpose in life and what is your mission, right? And then you have a position in that, which is the reward. I want my soul to rise to a frequency that is making the universe more beautiful. And I can't do that if I'm living in my shadow self. So once I get past that second threshold, which is that reward, now I'm working on my way back home. I have my re resurrection where no matter what you say to me, at me, physically, it doesn't affect me because I've already made my way back to my hero's journey and that's all 12 steps and now we're in the beginning. So that is what we have for people when they join up for the Superhero You. Not only a guide, but a supportive electric community that's gonna not fan their flame, but support them. And say, fall forward. Stop falling back on stuff. Fall forward, you gotta move forward. But not only forward, onward and upward, right? Um, it's, it's full a, circle, Uncle Dad. I love these talks, man. And yeah. I would say this is my favorite Comic Con of 2023 thus far, just to talk to you guys and hand to God on that because we're having this conversation. I love that. Yeah. I wanted to actually kind of dive into them real fast. I've been going through my own fair share of change, which I'm not going to get to on the show, but just change. You guys are wonderful life. active listeners, too. That's yeah. a skill set, and you guys have mastered it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and thank you for that. And, you know, I think when you're hearing you talk about that, it's making me think about the journey that I've been going through recently. And it, it's, it's kind of like you finding your mentor, finding all that stuff. It's been. A hard thing for me to really sustain and you know in many ways this gentleman sitting next to me is my mentor he's helped me out throughout a lot of my life Beautiful. and I've been kind of going through a very weird change in my life recently and I you saying like the fall forward thing it's kind of like it make that hits me very hard because I realize that's something I've been trying to focus on now and you know what I'm talking about and I'm kind of realizing that it's a hard thing to accept but I do need to realize that I need to fall forward rather than just falling backward and letting everything kind of repeat itself where it makes more sense to take what happened, grab it, and now move forward with it to, to be a better, my, be my own super you. There's a line that I love that was from a t uh, show from Netflix called Everything Sucks. And there's a line in that that has always stuck with me. And it's where this guy's talking. Everything sucks. Yeah. It's a great title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy's talking to his father, his, his, uh, his, his future kid, and he says... You know, we always live our lives going and being the hero of our story, but we never take the moment to think about 
if we're the villain in somebody else's. Mm. And that line has stuck with me a lot. It's, it's like Cloud Atlas almost in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, it's a great it puts reference. me in yeah. tears every time I watch that movie. Yeah. It's deep. And, uh, you know, that line has been resonating with me because I'm realizing certain choices I've made may have affected other people in whatever way it may be. But now I need to realize, okay, how do I fix these choices so I can be better and not allow myself to fall in those those cracks again, if you will. That's right. And uh, through through my mentorship with him and other another person in my life, and my, my father as well, has been able to to get through this this weird moment in my life. So what you're saying is just just resonating with me very much. That's well, beautiful. All I well, I mean, a smart man yeah. learns from his life's obstacles and unforeseen obstacles, and a wise man learns from the history of others, yeah. right? Um, so I'm with that, man, and just keep going on the journey. But yeah, yeah fall forward. If we're falling on our head, we're probably going to hit our back of our head and just lights out. But if we're falling, I'm saying if we're falling back, but we're falling forward, at least we can crawl to the destination. Mm, we like can that. get on our knees. We can go one step, but we're moving forward today. We're covering ground today. Yep. And you're going to see also who's with you, yep. for you and by you, or making attention, money, just off of you. Yep. Right? So there's like, I talk about this a lot. There's three different brains, the logical, the emotional, and the ethical. And then um, I also talk about um, people that are on your team. You need to, when building a team, you need to work uh, with the people that are the inspired, the grateful, and the ones who go hard in the paint without having to ask. So you may have teams and mentors, but they're not yours forever. It's only for a selected point of time, and, it, and, it, and, it all, and it's all on them on how do you guys want to serve each other, right? How do you guys want to be each other's caretaker? What mission are we on? And we started this conversation like, uh, I don't know if we started off and off the mic, but we're talking about family, you know? I don't think families have a singular mission or it's talked about, because I feel like faith is like falling off. And that's something at least once a, a day that everybody can go to somewhere and worship together, sing together, read together, study together. And there's just so few activities. No, the that activities offer that now. The activities now are let's, you know, for eating or we're watching uh, TV together, right? Like in this culture, um, the bond of the family, I feel like, is is a far, is a far, is a far faint shadow of what it actually was. Um, you know, what's your background? Like, what's your like, what, what, like, where's your My ethnicity? Where do your people come from? Yes. Um, so I'm my. Parents were born here in, in United States in California. Mm-hmm. My mother's first generation over from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, my father is a Miwok, Sierra Miwok descendant, yeah, Indian, and so that's my my background. But California is is from where we're from. Yeah, I I, I got the vibe that there was you know definitely some like native casual, cool, casual, chill, native. But, but like the things that you're saying, you know, like my my father's side has Cherokee uh, in their mm. in their in their in their lineage, and so. I think a lot of a lot of what you're speaking to is like from that from that culture and it's just you know there's it's a place there's, of being grounded yeah uh, my roots are dug in and the nutrients is my culture and that allows me to be the hero of my life to bear fruits of labor and also not have to sell it but just plant seeds after that right disciple yeah. after that Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to learn. I'm 36. It took me into my mid-20s because, again, with, without a mentor and you're seeking and then maybe... Actually, I had a mentor that said this to me. He was a mentor for about 10 years. 
off and on. It was just uh, we'd see each other probably once every like two months, but text and phone calls, you know, yeah. for like thirty minutes, hour catch ups once a week, and then um, he screwed me over. And he said, uh, now you're ready to find a new mentor. Mm. You know, like, you just, like, basically welcome to Hollywood kind of thing. Right, Like, right. if you haven't been effed over in Hollywood, you're not, you've never made it in Hollywood. Yeah. Then, right? Yeah, right. Right. So he was like, I know that I mentored you for a while, but then I know you were also getting complacent. And you weren't understanding that's when you need to leave. So I make the decision. I screwed you over. Okay. Hmm. It's kind of a test, but you also need to fly, little bird. You got to keep going. And you yeah. grow from it, right? You got to grow from it. You That's grow right. From it. Yeah. And, and, and so you're able to take the, the lessons you've learned and, and, and having the success that you've had and, and, the, and the following that you And people love Power Rangers. Like, yeah. lo there's a Power Morphicon, right? Like, there's conventions. To, like, and you can use that as a platform to, to, get, to get this message out to other men's and, and spread, like, healthy masculinity and what that even means, yeah. right? And so... Provide protect to honor unconditional love weather storms be the rock in a storm the man should be the rock cool calm and collected the storm will pass and the and the, the ocean will split the river will split but he's just there and he's present mm -hmm. yeah. you know the emotions and the feelings are he's just stoic and he's also the one at Christmas, all he gets for uh, is probably nothing or the big piece of chicken. <laughs> but he provided and worked his butt off to provide it all. But that's that's what we get as men, and we that's our purpose, and we're woo excited about that. Yeah. Instead of me, 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 and then like nah. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. That's yeah. that's that's why like I was love watching the LARP over there because. Actually, let's take this back real quick, but then I have to get in there. Yeah. And a wonderful job on you guys is that, that, that thing that's been going on, on TikTok at IG, like, this lady was like, I was talking to my husband. He says he thinks about the Roman Empire like three times a day. Is that true? And then you hear in the background, yeah, we do. <laughs> and then I was over there and I like went away because I think about that thing too. I'm like, we're men, we're men. Yeah. Well, like, and we need, you know, and young men need... An example, a good example to look up to as like, especially yourself, good looking dude, strong dude. You you know, you've made it in, in like, we need examples like you. Young men need examples like you or us to like. I can say we say all something. made it because we're having this conversation. This is, this is making, right money on. comes and goes. Yeah. yeah it's I like the tide, that. in and out, in and out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having a good heart doesn't. <laughs> you know, that's, I think that's also something that needs to get built because we have so many different so many distractions pulling us yeah. you know what i mean and personal desires as well we live in this world where it's like you can do whatever you want when all the time if we all did whatever we want this would be sodom and gomorrah and we're getting close to that mm -hmm. you know yeah, yeah. well well drew you know thank yeah, you so thank much you for sitting we and talking to us man. for hours yeah i love sure. it yes sure. no we and could to be continued in the yeah. future i hope I yeah absolutely so hey and much much love thank and, you so and, much really and much success to you and you you lived in a you lived or you grew up in Sacramento? I, I grew up in Sacramento. I'm going back there after this actually. All right. I, so I make these hats with cities mostly all over California, and I have a Sacramento hat because I also grew up in Sacramento. Uh, 916. Light right the on. beam, and I have Light a hat for beam. you. So well, I'm going to give that to you as, as we wrap up here. So, yeah, yeah, go back in there, sign some autographs, spread the word, and thanks for sitting with us, bro. Oh, 
I'll see you yeah. guys in the future again. One more time, we'll shake your hand. Right, yeah, bro. Yeah. You guys are doing you. great work. Thank you, thank you. Well, it's been it's been kind of crazy day to day of what we got done. What do we do? We got some great interviews. We spoke to Andrew Gray yep. of of the Power Rangers. Yeah. And hold on one second, because you got a sale. Oh, yeah. So while he is doing his thing, making the sales happen, <coughs> uh, you've been hanging out as well, and you've been doing your own little art thing. I don't mean that as an insult, by the way, but you were doing your art thing. Uh, how has that been going for you? Well, yeah. I mean, I I would say that since taking my leap as a full-time artist yes i have learned that the biggest thing is knowing what your market is when you're doing something that is not like a like your core something that's for everyone yes you know when you're doing something that's more niche and it's more specific that you know it's not an it's not a anything about what you're doing it's just knowing that <coughs> if you really believe in what you're doing and it means something to you then it's not going to be something for everyone if it's specific to a an art or a craft, especially when you're first starting out. So I would say that my experience at Comic-Con is not like a hustling, bustling, insanely busy thing for me. However, do you think the same, Mike? I have met quite a few people that have been uh, very positive and interested in the craft of it, which I think is cool. And I think that the people that are here for the core of what Comic-Con is appreciate those things like you, Monica, was saying earlier about the not like I'm anything like those people, but when you're someone that is coming to appreciate the craft of something mm -hmm. and where it's come from and the actual art of something, that you can you can be there in that space. So I think there's some people that have stopped by and have appreciated that in that way. So in that sense, it's been amazing. Like it's been cool to talk to a whole new realm of people that I wouldn't normally interact with. Um, I've had a lot of fun here today with you guys, so I've had a great day that way. Awesome. And I've got to meet some cool people. Nice. Have a whole new experience I've never had before. And I made a little money. Let me get, oh. that, let me get that money. Mm, man, that's strip club money right there. Let's go. <laughs> I made $1 million. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yes. Uh, Mike, you were going to say something earlier? Well, and also, <coughs> like, you know, this is your first Comic-Con, and... You know, I, I think the common thing that I've been talking about with a lot of artists and guests here too is like Comic Cons in general, with the exception of like the big dogs, like the the San Diego's, the New Yorks, the LA Comic Con, the C2E2s, the, the Chicago's, like the big dogs, like they don't see it. But like a lot of these smaller Comic Cons that are all in these like smaller cities, like Bakersfield or Stock, Stockton, meh, yeah. that one's that one does a really good job, but. Like Lodi or Sacra even Sacramento, like a lot of the smaller cons have really taken a hit um, with with the amount of people that actually show up. And so, you know, while we're still having fun and doing our thing, you know, like sales aren't what they were. Like I remember being at Bakersfield Con a couple years ago, or a couple years before COVID, and like there was never a stop in sales. Like it was just constant, constant. And, and Brandon and I would just, we'd like sell out of prints and sell out of stick. Like there was like no because Brandon's stop. not here. It's Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon is it. pretty magical. Brandon did it. We, well, we do have flat Brandon. <laughs> yes, what's up, flat, flat Brandon. Brandon? But overall, I just think that a lot <laughs> a of lizard. a lot of uh, a lot of smaller cons have experienced that, and that and that's just also kind of what we're experiencing too. And it's just what it is. Yeah, I think um, it's a different type of uh, 
I feel like in this today's event, right, was it's you had one uh, out of the two things you have going on here, right? You have your hat, you know, your hats, your merchandise hats, and then you have the podcast. And I feel like in some respects today was more like the podcast. I thought did pretty well today. You know what I mean? And you know, not not to take it away from your hats, but you know, it's a little different today, right? Yeah. You know, um, but it's it's okay because here's the best part: they're both extensions of you. So one of them did better than the other today, and guess what? You still get to fucking celebrate. I mean, yeah. I mean, ultimately, like all the things that 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 we're doing is is stuff that we are doing out of passion and love. And so, you know, you said it well. They're all extensions uh, of me, which branch out to people I love, and we're here because of the people that I'm connected with and love. And so, there's, it, it's all good. It's all great. Also, Everything is great. If you're, you know, I think there's different vibes going into something. If it's a big thing, you know, you're going to go there and you're just going to like hustle all day. If it's a smaller event, you know, you're going there for different reasons in certain ways to connect with people and do different things. And it's not all about just like making money. There's like a whole other oh, thing sure. at play. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Because if Which we were at, very important. Yeah. Because we were at, if we were at San Diego Comic Con, this little room, little, this little lounge would not happen. Yeah. And, uh, the, and part of why people stopped here was because we have this lounge. Yeah. So. Can I, Mike? Hey, tell me, tell me. Can I drop the news about the lounge where it's going to be at next? I think you should. All right. On this Janu- is the time. On January. <laughs> on January fourth. No. Fifth. January fifth through seventh. Seventh. Uh, we will be at our favorite one. Probably, I, in my opinion, my favorite con to ever do with you every year. Well, yeah. <laughs> is uh, Fan Expo New Orleans. We will be back, and Mike, this will be our fourth year. Fourth? I, yeah, I think so, right? Because we've been going since 2020, right? I. Yeah, I think so. COVID. It, yeah. I was gonna say third, but maybe you're right. I think it's our fourth. I'm pretty sure it's our fourth. It's but something our, like that. But our fourth year, our second year having a table, but this will be the first time the table isn't really a table. It'll be that's right, the Uncle Dad Podcast. Lounge. lounge. What's really great about the podcast lounge, and Mike, uh, hopefully you agree with me, is that it isn't just for celebrities to come talk. If you are visiting and you're a fan of the show, please come on down and you can sit down with us and talk. Like, I mean, what other podcasts? Yo, Joe Rogan ain't doing that. No. Uh, even Howard Stern ain't doing that. No. Kevin Smith ain't doing that. Kevin Smith. But you know who is? We are. We are. So come on. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're in New Orleans, if you're listening to our show and you're in New Orleans and you're there for the uh, January 5th through the 7th come to New Orleans Fan Expo and come and sit in our lounge come sit in our lounge uh, we'll have power I believe so if we have power I'll bring the mini fridge thing I was talking about if I can and then we'll have a, a nice drink yeah maybe we can get clandestine to make a, a beer for us to take out there we'll have to check in <laughs> with them <laughs> I, I'm making that choice for them now no I'm kidding I'm kidding uh, yeah so be on the lookout for that it's going to be a good time um yeah, I Uncle mean, Dad, it, what would you have clandestine name the New Orleans beer that you want them to make for you? Mm. I mean, the easy answer is like something involving Houdat or Saints, right? Like for yeah, sure. I love what that. would you yeah, make Houdat. it? What would I make it? Yeah. Oh man, clandestines. Hmm. I would want it to be a sour beer, and it would be called the Ragin' Cajun. <laughs> Ooh. Would it be sour and spicy? Raison Cajon. With, with pickled jalapenos. Raison Cajon. 
Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, like, that'd be kind of cool, but it would have to be something Uncle Dad related. So, like, Uncle Dad's, I don't know, Cajun, Cajun Chaos? I don't know. <laughs> Uncle Dad says... Cajun Chaos. <laughs> Uncle Dad says, who dat? <laughs> who dat, baby? Who dat? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, we still have to get through another day of, of Bakersfield Con. So... We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. And there's a, an attack dog. Yeah, that's not Mango. That's not Mango, guys. All right. <laughs> that's me. Sorry, guys. I'll be quiet. <laughs> My bad. Oh, he likes that one. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Uh, you know, uh, but you know, something I do want to add in real fast, because this is an ad that I haven't made, and I wanted to do it with you guys. That's right, because I like throwing things on the spot. Uh, did you guys see my very cool notebook? Yeah. Ooh, field notes. Yes. Wow. Uh, did you guys get so your shiny, field notes So shiny, so beautiful, amazing. I, actually, I saw it, and I put a note in there. Oh my and God. I also got uh, one of those myself, and I put a note in mine. Is there a note in here, really? Well, uh, it's, 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 it's the gate code, that's all. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Which but I remember by heart, but I won't say it until the end of tomorrow's podcast. Actually, I can say it now because it won't air yeah, until later. Yeah, it's not live. <laughs> We're going to do it. If anyone wants to get into the Bakersfield con, that's the code. I'm, gonna, I'm letting you know right now, I have to believe that. So I'm going to put a little quacking sound right there. Well, check, fact check me right now. What? Is that correct? Oh, I mean, let's see. I can I can verify that's correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, uh, field notes <laughs> is what we're writing on. Uh, all you guys have field notes here. It's seriously one of the greatest writing products, period. Uh, Mike, I know how you feel about the Cali. How do you feel about field notes? Field notes have been a big part of my life recently. Yeah, it is, as it should be. And yes. you have a very special field notes. Can you tell them what yours does? Mine is waterproof. Not just waterproof, it's also... Tearproof. Tearproof. <laughs> <laughs> well, tear, tear, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yes, yes. I can cry on it. I can try and rip it up. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing, you're right. Maybe I'll say field notes are emotion proof. Oh my goodness, field notes. You better take notes. No, but I'm okay. um, <laughs> so meta. So meta. Uh, but yes, but Callie, I have another thing to tell you. How would you like to save money on your next purchase for field notes? I bet there's a code. There is somewhere. a code. <laughs> a money code. <laughs> yeah, you got that money code? Yo, you guys got that money code <laughs> I do for got field a, notes? I got a savings money code for you. If you go to fieldnotesbrand.com and use promo code UNCLEDAD10, you'll receive 10% off anything in the store. And that does stack what's on, what's, on, uh, what's on sale. And we do have the Black Friday sale happening right now. So you can get an additional 10% added to everything. So get out there because remember... If you don't support the show, who's going to support us? Because at the end of the day, we have to support each other. And that's how we continue doing this beautiful dream of Mike and Mike and Mine's. Uh, of talking to fun people about fun stories. Lots fun. of fun. Lots and, of fun. And eating fun uh, breakfast products, which we will reveal tomorrow. Oh, yes. And we have a special guest that's going to eat the 80s Eats breakfast product with us tomorrow yes and it's a pretty he's been on the show before he's been on the show but it's a pretty prominent figure of bakersfield comic-con so it's going to be really exciting very exciting uh all right everybody uh enjoy your night and we'll continue in two more seconds we'll be right back All right, everybody. We are here at uh, Bakersfield Comic Con. Uh, Mike, say hello. Hello, hello. Uh, Mike, we got a pretty, a pretty awesome experience about to happen right now. We got cups delivered. We got fresh milk. Uh, <laughs> fresh milk. <laughs> freshly squeezed milk. Uh, Mike, go ahead and explain what's about to happen and who our special guest is. Well, we have. Uh, first of all, yes, I will introduce our special guest. The 
show owner promoter, and this is the fifteenth anniversary of the as we've said Bakersfield Comic Con. Mm-hmm. We have Steve Wyatt. Hello, everybody. Here on the show, it's such a pleasure and an honor to have you with us. And one of the things that we love doing on the show, uh, that I love doing, it's one of my favorite bits on the show. <laughs> ah, really? That's good to know now. Is, <laughs> you just screwed yourself on that one. <laughs> is the 80s Eats segment, where I eat things from the 80s. And let's not just limit to the 80s, because I've always said ate and drank things that are... From the 60s, 70s. Yeah. yeah. And so Steve Wyatt, who is uh, also owner of uh, quite a collection and sells at conventions, that's how I met him. He has graciously donated a Batman cereal from the original Batman Tim Burton movie from 1989. Which which came out, I want to say this, I'll always know the data that it came out the day before I got married. It came out the day before he got married. June 23rd, 1989. Beautiful. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Then we, me and my five-year-old son, you know, David, who's now 39, went and saw that on the preview night. That's that was our, you know, bachelor party thing to do. And the next day, me and Julie got married. Oh, wow. <laughs> they so, had a, they had a bat dance, and then they yeah. went to <laughs> get married. I love it. So that's how he remembers his anniversaries by the uh, Batman. Right, right. I don't remember when the movie. I remember the anniversary because of the movie. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I love it. Uh, so, Mike, are you nervous about this one? I'm not nervous because this box, let me just explain this. This is why I'm not nervous because it's still sealed with the the free bank. The 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 Batman bust with the Michael Keaton sticker face on the Batman bank. It's still in the box. So that gives me uh that gives me good feelings about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh Mike, you know before we uh, we opened it up though, I wanted to say was that you growing up? That was were, me. were you that cool? <laughs> no. Yeah, you were. Uh, no. You were playing frisbee, getting, grabbing it. No. Okay. I was not that cool. Not that cool. No. Uh, well, you know what? You're gonna be cool today because you're gonna eat this uh, this cereal, and I'm very excited about that. But I'm not doing it alone. You're not. Yeah. I'm doing it with Steve. I'm gonna try it too. How, yes. how do you feel about it, Steve? Oh, I. It's fun. I like doing this stuff. <laughs> yeah? I, I was tempted. Remember the turtle cereal you ate? Yeah. I was actually really tempted to want to go to try that one with you, too. Yeah, he said it was amazing. Also yeah. donated yeah. turtle cereal at San Diego Comic-Con was also donated by Steve White. What was that 1987 yeah. cereal, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was earlier than this. Yeah, so now we're going to go to Batman. Now, fun fact, this is Mike's second time eating a Batman-themed cereal. Oh really? Yeah. So the second episode, the second episode of '80s Eats, he actually ate Batman Forever cereal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? You and Brandon, I, you and Brandon Bracamonte. I thought it was gum. You, well, you ate that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you, didn't, you didn't want to swallow, but Brandon did swallow. I can't keep yeah. track. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon always swallows. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, uh, do you want to like get, kick it off? You want to? Who's going to open it? Steve going to do that? No, no. Let Mike open it. Okay. I'm going to open it. I'm going to do the unboxing here. All right. Oh, yes. Yeah, we got to get this on camera. Got to get this on camera. Right. Got to get it on tape, as Mike yeah. says. We have to get this on tape. Because for some yeah. reason, we have tape recorders still. <laughs> <laughs> Are we taping? We're taping. We're taping. Okay. So I'm going to use uh, this little hole, air hole here to get in. So, you know, most people wouldn't want to open this. Yeah. Because it's probably worth a lot more money. Oh, yeah. It's a definitely a collectible, especially with the bank still attached to it. What do you think this is worth? Just um, off the top of your head. I sold one at San Diego for $50. For $50. Mm, yeah. So you're going to eat $50 cereal. This is a $50 price tag. Wow. I'm, I'm doing it. $50 box? 
$50 plate. I will say, I, I actually have another box unopened that I bought when it came out. Wow. And I still have one of the, that I wow. bought yeah. at the store. Wow. Look at this. Even on the back of the bank, soft glow, nightlight, uh, proof of purchase thing. Okay. I'm going to actually use that bank. You should. Um, yeah, you all right. should. Save so, all your pennies. All right. We're going to keep <laughs> taking the cellophane, original wow. cellophane off. It'll hold up pretty well. Mike, bring the cellophane closer to the mic. Thank you. Yeah, people like that. Yeah, people love that ASMR. Oh, ASMR. All right. Now I'm going into the cardboard. Um, Drum roll, please. To lift, to open, lift, flap. Um, you know, and Mike Millerick of Stockton Con was over here investigating this, trying to find the expiration date, and he could not find an expiration date. So, oh really? Maybe it's not expired. But look, that's like a that's no. like a UPC code or something. It's like a number. Yeah. On there, where you think it would be that. So I'm opening. I open the box, and then there's the the cereal in the packaging. Oh yeah. And you can tell it it still looks like real cereal. It's still got. Yeah. If I remember it right, because I ate a lot of this back in the day. Oh, yeah. well, because this is what I'm into. Yeah. Me and my son would eat Batman cereal. I think it was like Captain Crunch. Yeah. If I remember mm. right. Similar to Captain Crunch, and um, and they, but they're they're they're, they look like little bats, like little bat symbols, Batman mm, symbols. Batman symbols. And they still look just like Batman. Does it smell? I can't smell. Yeah. It, it smells. It has a slight smell to it, yeah. Good smell or bad smell? No, it doesn't smell bad. Bad. I don't think I'd try some of it. It smells bad. <laughs> All right, so I'm pouring there it into go. my little Keep it in the mic. paper. Oh, it's going to get changed for the customer. Pouring some. All right, now I'm going to pour some in pour Steve's some for me. paper bowl here. Oh, he wants to try some, too. I feel like I should try some now if there's three people doing it. I'm going to pour some in this styrofoam cup here. Oh, All right, a different sound. Mike, go ahead and uh, load me up on that one. All right, <laughs> Uncle Dad's gonna Uncle Dad's gonna try some too. This you is big. Us? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> and you know, I I just got over major kidney failure, so let's hope I don't go backwards trying this stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, if that's the case, blame it on this guy. <laughs> right. I even bought the milk, so I'm okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'm shaking the milk. I'm gonna pour a little into my. Um, Foil here on the milk. Uh, yeah, I'm bring close to the mic. Okay, okay, we pour it. Okay. Pour it with All the right, mic. Now I'm gonna pour the milk into yeah. the cereal. Yeah. Mmm. That's not right. good. I'm gonna I'm gonna pour some into the steez. Makes not very good at I pouring. was waiting for lunch, so there you go, there, there you go. go. You don't it's have to never, you don't have to buy any anything. It's never too late for breakfast. Right, for a friend here, I'm gonna pour some in the cup. Right. I all just right. want like a splash. Yeah, Uncle Dad wants a splash. We all want a splash. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do too much milk. That's why. That's right. Okay. All right. So now we all have our spoons. We all have our. All at the same time. All at the same time. Let's do it. All right. All right. Just Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Batman. No. No way. No. I probably won't do a second bite. It tastes totally normal. No, it's totally no. normal. Can I get a photo for the camera of you guys eating it together on the mm. Does that include me? Sure. <laughs> I think you guys should do it, yeah, because yeah. it's going to be too much. We're recording right now, but we have somebody taking pictures. They're interrupting the recording. It's fine. She's a freak, you know? <laughs> freak. <laughs> um... All right, let's explain uh, what we're tasting here. It, 
<laughs> kind of has a. I'm actually gonna take a second bite here. So. No, I'm gonna take a second bite too. Yeah, let's do it. It's not bad, right? It's not horrible. Do you like it? Not horrible. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not near as sweet no. as I remember. But it has a definite crunch still. It has a definite crunch to it still. Yeah. And it's not as sweet. Almost as has like a ago. wheat, a weedy sound taste to it. A little bit of a weedy taste, but like that's, not with no that's sweetness. What it, I was trying to think, what is that? Yeah. Um, I find that you know when you eat these kind of cereals like a Cap'n Crunch, the the, the crunch goes until the end but this the the finish is like re- it turns into mush real real yep. quick yeah. mm-hmm. the mush I think happens that was where that yeah. taste is yeah and then it kind of feels like a soggy soggy very soggy yeah mm. i do get a like i don't know if you guys get this like a cardboard type like taste you know what i'm saying like a yeah that's kind of that weedy taste that, yeah, okay right so, like yeah. yeah i get Paper. it i get it yeah uh but Nin- mike 1989 1989 but here's a big question what would you review this? Or what would you like? What's your scale? This is, this is probably one of the the easiest things I've had to eat. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I found a little carton of eggs that's about twenty years old. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, really interesting to see what that looks like. We'll do that for our last episode, just in case you die. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be set for that. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being a part of this oh, thing. Thank you for doing. That. I was been looking forward to it for the last two days. I told yeah. you I wanted to try it with you. That's awesome. Now here's the question: Would you purposely buy older cereals just to eat on a day-to-day basis? Um, <laughs> I might. Okay, but. <laughs> Unfortunately, with the the kidney thing, they want all those kind of cereals cut out of my diet for a while. Oh, so, you know what? So poor That's me, okay. I just won't be able to do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, Mike could do it for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, Mike, any other words on this? Um, uh, well, I remember uh, watching the movie in the theater in 1989, and and now it's cool to know that I've eaten the cereal that came out during that same time here in the future. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? Well, thank I, you for letting me do it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for providing that. That's seriously wonderful. And, Mike, uh, should we? one of those should go into the Uncle Dad vault. And uh, I will say it's a cool uh, box. It's such a cool yeah. box. Like, it's one of the coolest cereal boxes ever. If you're a Batman fan, you walked by that, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I have well, to have um, that. We were, I remember finding this because yeah. of this. And actually, the first one, I'll be honest. He's talking about the bank. St- the bank wasn't the sticker on the face it was actually kind of molded in there mm. it was right it okay was. yeah i thought i've seen so, that before um when they reprinted it was so popular it came back out that's when they went the sticker because it was faster uh, um wow. we're, all, we're all looking for faster. but i was such a big fan i bought like a case of them really and me and my son ate them but i kept one box uh actually i kept the three boxes but when we moved to bakersfield mike helped me move uh, a rat or something had gotten into the bottom, so I threw a couple of them away. But I still had, I still have one sealed one left. Wow, that's fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, I do like that there are no yeah, tropical oils, and it's also fortified with nine essential vitamins and minerals. So, Ooh, so I got my vitamins. Be, today. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. you can do whatever you want the rest of the day. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> damn those bad kidneys. I got my vitamins. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the key right there. It's old right. cereal. Batman right. cereal. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. And Mike, thank you as always for being such a sport doing this silly little idea that I had. Uh, but it's fun. I like it. Yeah, the next thing we should do is have you drink. So he had a beer from 1973. That would do pretty well. But we should do like something crazier. Like a, like a, like a drink from 1940 something or 1920 something. Or like maybe a SpaghettiOs from like 1920s. 
Oh, that's a good one, like a themed SpaghettiOs. If anybody out there knows how to find that kind of stuff, send us a note. Yeah, email me at UncleDad at UncleDadTalks.com, and I would love to get that from you. Uh, all right, everybody, uh, we'll continue the fun. Yes. Hey, everybody. You just heard that great, great segment of 80s Eats, and now I'm hanging out with a cool uh, kid, cool icon. Hey, 80s. you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> I'm hanging out with a cool 80s icon herself. That's right. Give it up for Kate, Callie Dunlap. Uh, you know, you helped out a lot today or this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, you know, obviously with, with Mike's stuff and then the podcast. I just wanted to tell you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Oh, that's sweet. I always try to be thankful for everybody's help. So thank well, you so I'm much. I'm thankful for you including me. Of course. Yeah. See, Mike, Mike doesn't like that. I'm really thankful. Mike, get over it. <laughs> because you know what? This is a very thankful season. Uh, we are in November, Thanksgiving, right? So I got to ask. I've heard of it before. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got to ask you, what form of expression that you are thankful for? What form of expression? Yes. What do you mean? So I am thankful I for am the expression Confucian. of audio. Of audio ah. expression. Ah. Yes. Well... I like to be expressive through colors. I love it. Yeah, colors. I'm thankful for the expression of colors. Wow. And light. And light. What's more colors important, and color light. or light? Light. Because colors wouldn't happen without light. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, you know, when you speak very softly, it always sounds like something from NPR. You're just like, so uh, today on... Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the tiny desk concert here. The tiny, the tiny, con <laughs> Bakersfield. The tiny desk uh, podcaster studio. Would that be as entertaining as a tiny desk concert? Probably not. I don't know. Probably not if know. I'm on it. <laughs> not if we're on it, and all of us. <laughs> this is a trip to hear your voice and headphones while you're talking into this. It I is. I don't like it. I, lo- I love it because it's like uh, you realize how you realize. What the, how the world hears you? I don't like that. Well, you have a great voice. You I have a great voice. Like Mike this. has an okay voice. <laughs> I have a horrible voice, and I'm the main host. Your voice sounds completely the same in my ear as it does in the headphones. Well, that's a good voice. But that it's would make, that would make sense, right? Yeah, mine sounds so different to me. Yeah, Do you know, there's actually like a scientific reason for that. Why? So a long time ago, I was told by somebody that uh, the reason why your voice sounds different via audio or via like talking it's because the way your the vibrations are going through your body it affects the way that you hear it so the way you hear it to yourself is not the same way you hear it via here so before i started podcasting a lot i always thought my voice sounded uh different i guess but now because i podcast so much and i hear myself so much i kind of my, my the voice is kind of meld they sound the same but for a long time i felt the same way you your did. worlds are colliding yeah but it has to do with the vibrations of uh, your vocal cords because you're mm. feeling it all it's all in the vocal cords it's people. all in the vocal cords yes you heard it here first you heard it here first uh okay so uh we'll be right back i just wanted to kind of say thank you because it's a season of thanks well thank you and folks you heard it here first <laughs> signing right. off all right, everybody. Uh, you know, as the day winds down, uh, we're very excited. We like to talk to all walks of life here, and we are hanging out with one of the coolest cats here, Little Carlton from Louisiana. What's up, man? How you doing? Whoa, 
how y'all doing today? Uh, it's exciting to have you, man. You came by. You have such a great energy and such a great presence. Uh, you know, you were telling me about what you know what you do uh, with you know your acting career and stuff. I think that's and it's a newly act, a newly started acting career, right? Yeah, so I started like in 2017. Okay. And I did my first commercial. I came back from Cali, from moving back from Louisiana to graduate, do college, and then I came back. I found like a little agent. Yeah. And this thought right there, I got the gig for the uh, commercial for Quicker Loans. I was the only little person I ever bought all the little person around in the building to get the uh, spot. So that was a blessing. Yeah, what was that experience like for you? Man, it was amazing. Like a dream come true because like as a kid, I always wanted to be an actor. I used to watch Mini-Me. I used to watch Mr. Parker and all that. So I'm like, I'm going to be like that when I get older. Plus it's hard growing up where I'm from. We don't, my little city of Villa Louisiana, we don't have a lot of things to go, got going on in Louisiana. So moving out here changed a lot of life. It changed the kids' lives back home, looking up to them and saying, how was it? And I say, it's just a, a blessing from the Lord. And everything, experience is wonderful. From being on set, eating, meeting new people, and enjoying social network, it was so wonderful. That's, that's amazing, man. And I think, uh, you know, you talk about, like, you know, seeing these other actors and you're like, I, I want to be like that. That's amazing because it shows you the truth, the, the, the realization of representation, right? Yes, How important yeah. that is. And, you know, even seeing you, right, in that in that commercial probably does that for somebody else. You know what I mean? Yes, and yeah. that's such a great thing because now you're part of that legacy now, you know? Uh, Mike, I'm, I'm sure you got something to talk about there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. And, and, and I'm glad that you, you found your way out to buy you uh, out here. But... Me also being Louisiana native, let me ask you, like, California, obviously, the weather's great, like today, but, like, what, what do you miss most about about not being in the boot? Uh, mainly my family and the food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I got to have my smoked meat, the gumbo, sauce, you know, boudin. boudin. Yes. got to have everything. Yes, And yes. it's different out here because it's mostly tacos. And I need rice and gravy, so to stick to our ribs. Yeah. So it'd be hard. But when I do cook, all my friends come. My mama make gumbo. You know, we do that. And you still do the the, oh, yes, the beans and rice on Monday, right? Oh yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I get <laughs> my I get my meat shipped to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make it. sure. Hell yeah, yeah. And and so like, uh, so when you came to California. Was that your goal? Was to like break into acting, or is that what brought you? Like mainly. No. It, uh, what happened was, my mom she moved us when we was younger, and like in elementary seventh grade or something. And she was like 2004. She was like, we about to move to Cali. I just came back from my brother and them. We're gonna move out here. It would be a better life for y'all. Opportunities, jobs, things to do besides. In real private, we ain't had nothing to do. Yeah. Either in trouble, dead, or jail. Yeah. You know, so she got us out that opportunity. Besides me, I go back home, I see everybody I grew up with, they either on drugs, in jail, not alive, or not all there. So me, I motivate the kids to know, hey, y'all can get out of Ville Platt and be what y'all want to be. Don't let Ville Platt hold you down. Keep going. God got you. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. I mean, that's a beautiful thing to like, I mean, there is so much opportunity in California. Yeah. And yeah, you know, unless you're like in New Orleans or something, in Louisiana, they're just not, it's not the same thing. Yeah. But you would probably agree with me here. 
growing up in Louisiana and coming to a place like this, it gives you a solid base that a lot of people out here don't have. But when you meet people, you bring that you bring that out and other people can feel it and resonate with it. And I, and I think that's part of why we vibe with you is because yeah. you have that soul within you from where you come from. And in here in California, it's such a, it's such a breath of fresh air when you meet someone else that has that to, to meet and connect with it. So it's been a pleasure to talk to you all week. Every time I'm out here, people like elderly people be like, where you from? They know you're not from here. Yeah. Yeah. They, they know you you're got, not from California. You, yeah, yeah, you got good manners, yeah. you respectful, like, who weighs you <laughs> like that? Exactly. I'm like, this is how it is. I always got to look behind my back. If I don't say yes, sir, no, sir, <laughs> no, ma'am, because you know how yeah. it is back home. <laughs> oh, the first time when I first came to California, I, I said, the teacher said something to me in my first class, and I, I answered the teacher with, yes, ma'am, and the whole class laughed at me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I believe what? that's just how it was taught to talk yeah. like well, yeah then they get mad don't yeah. say yes ma'am I'm yeah. not old yeah. I can help you in this life sorry yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. interesting that you, know, you say that it's like why, why do we, why do some people take it that way like oh it's an old elderly thing but it's like it's a you know ma'am sir it's out of a term of respect right it's respect yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah so it's interesting that that happens uh, so I am curious you know you talked about uh, the, the quick loans thing but you also did something with uh, another great comedian yeah comedian if you on Crockett shout out to if you on Crockett yeah. He opened the doors for me. A blessing. One of the communities I look up to. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's one of that's them. amazing. I, yeah, I look up, I study. So um he gave me the opportunity, his agent called, gave me the opportunity to work on the side of him. Yeah. To be mini me Jay Z. Cause you know he impersonate every rappers yeah. and stuff. Cause when, we, when he first saw me, he thought I was from New Orleans. So he started talking like Lil Wayne. Yeah. What's up, old? I was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so he vibe, he's a cool person, very humble, a nice. great actor to be around. He teach me, he see I was work, hard working, I was crafted, and I was dedicated to my job. I wouldn't sit down on nothing. Wow. And the scene was so lovely, we ate. We, he came, he was at one table, he came sit at the table with my mama and I was, cause I had everybody laughing and vibing like how we are. Yeah. And he like, oh, I love you, we cool, you cool. So he like, yeah, I need to take you with me. And all around, you could be my little, uh, one of my wings. Oh, I wow. said, it'll be nice. So he just taught me a lot with the crowd. He said, keep doing what I'm doing. So the the show coming out is like Dave Chappelle's show. It's going to be called Old Atheon. And it will wow. have different little skits and scenery. And the one we on is called Jay's King. He do like Jay-Z and he got Beyonce in there. And I play like a mini me, like Austin Powell. Mm-hmm. So I'm the mini me Jay Z. Can you do a Jay Z impression? Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I'm like mini me. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I'm the co star. So that's the main thing he told everybody. And he always remember my name. That's amazing, man. That's, uh, that's we'll, we'll definitely uh, look out for that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should, for yeah, sure. For yeah. sure. We'll definitely uh, we'll plug that too when it gets closer mm-hmm. to coming out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we wrap up, uh, is there anything else you want to like shout out? You said you mentioned you want to shout out a podcast. Yeah, I want to shout out my, uh, one of my brothers from another mother, Central Brown podcast. He's from upstate New York. Okay. So he's doing a little song. He's starting off. Okay. What's the name of the podcast again? Uh, Cedric Brown. Okay. Awesome. Everybody go check that out too. We love we that love, podcast. We support everybody in this in this field because we understand it's a it is a challenging field to grow, and so if we can help anybody else out, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you got any last? Uh, always support. Always support the others. And and I know 
I know you're from Louisiana, but you're not a Saints fan. But I just have to say, who that? To you one time on the mic, right? Right? It's, the, it's it feels it feels like yeah. home though, right? Who that? Who that? Come on. Let's you know. talk about beat them Saints, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did think Seattle beat them in the playoffs though. So I, and I, yeah, I know I you're so. I know you're a Seahawks fan, so but it's yeah. alright. We right. still love. I still support my state. There you go. You there know, you go. I support it. Let's <laughs> run on. I love that man. And do you have an Instagram or anything you want to shout yeah, out? Yeah, I have an Instagram. My Instagram is Carlton J Freeman. Carlton like first person Bel Air. And uh, my TikTok is Lil Carlton Show, but you can put Carlton J Freeman. I got a YouTube called Lil Carlton Show, and that's it. Man, you uh, he's hustling. He's getting yeah. it all. I love Carl- it, man. Hey, we Carlton. don't even have YouTube, so there you go. Carlton. Oh, yeah, I got to get that. <laughs> yeah. We can work more. Okay, you know, okay. Willing. We should do some uh, YouTube one day, right? YouTube and TikTok. Fir- yeah. This is my first podcast, and I'm thankful for y'all oh, for thank- giving my first podcast interview. Oh, okay. And this is my first, and I'm... Y'all don't know how nervous I am. You're doing great. You're doing great. I know, you, I know. Uh, yeah, You're doing man. great. You're doing great. I'm I, more nervous. I, hey, he'll tell you. I'll get nervous all... I, I, everybody we talk to, I get so nervous, man. We've been doing this for a while, so <laughs> I still get nervous. But you know what, man? You're doing a great job. You're doing better than I did my first time. What? So you got yeah. this. You got yeah. this, man. Thank you so much, Carl. It was an absolute Thank pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes, please go support this gentleman. Uh, you're doing great things. Thank and you. Y'all make sure y'all support the podcast. Let me see, what's the call of Big Uncle Dad Talks. Oh, Uncle Dad Talks. Uncle Dad Talks. Talks. That's right. Y'all make sure y'all follow, like, and subscribe to them. I'll, I'll see? Oh, I'm coming to get me gold. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much, Carlton. All right. All right, Mike. As all good things in life, it must come to an end. Uh, we are done with Bakersfield Comic Con. Uh, what a journey this convention was. A lot of highs, some lows. But a whole lot of fun. Would you agree with all that, sir? I mean, that's that's. I feel like that's most days in in, in my regular life. <laughs> most cons also feel that same way. But yes, also, Bakersfield Comic Con falls into that same feeling. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, you know what? But I will say this: we had some of the best conversations with all walks of life today, and that's really the mission of the show, right? The, if we had a mission statement, mm. it would be, you know conversation you know or not conversation it would be understanding through conversation right and it's so great that we were able to talk to so many great people and get their side of of life whether it's their experience of what they're going through their experience of acting their experience in art it doesn't matter what it is experience is experience and it contributes to your life and i think we we did a lot of that today experience in eating uh, foods. Yeah, I'd have to be too serious, but yes. <laughs> uh, eating uh, processed foods, yes. Which showing that America makes some damn withstanding food. Withstanding. <laughs> yeah, so if the zombie apocalypse really did happen, we could just continue eating cereal, even though it might taste soggy and flat like cardboard at the third or fourth bite. You could still eat. Yeah, you could right. still survive. You, you could, could eat. You could live. You yeah. could live. Yes, you will do it. We will live. <laughs> Mike we will do will. it. We will live. I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, Mike, what was your uh, what was the highlight of the weekend for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> besides, <laughs> we're sorry, everybody. We're laughing besides, for besides, some reason. Besides Lori Petty hanging out at our booth. <laughs> yeah. Besides that. <laughs> Um, no, I just love talking, talking to all the folks, you know, like Carlton was great. Um, you know, I love talking to people at dinner last night, like Rob, who we'll have on the show. That's a, I'm tickling your ass with a feather. Yes. Um, but, uh, 
but yeah, you know, I mean, we love we love talking to people. That's why we do the show, and I feel like we got to talk to an array of people here. And uh, and you know, I just always love talking. I just love talking to people and saying what's up. I love talking to people. I love saying what's hey, up. What's up, Uncle Dad? It's me. <laughs> but I gotta tell you something. None of this is is is. None of this is worth it if I can't do it with my best pal. So I'm so thankful that I could do it with you, man. I gotta go. See, every time. Every <laughs> time. I don't even try. No, I love it too. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a great day. It's been a great weekend, man. And uh, we got some great things coming. We have some great episodes coming up. Um, I can go ahead and tease this one because I just got it confirmed. Uh, guess what, Mike? Yeah. You're getting Adele. Dude. Adele? You're getting a Adele very soon. Dude, I'm getting Adele. We're going to go ahead and leave it at that. But thank you guys Wait, so much. Go ahead. So yeah. go ahead. The song, the singer, right? Adele. Adele. <laughs> I'm getting Adele. First Lori Petty and then Adele. I'm going to roll. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, yes. It's so crazy to be Mike Hampton. I, yes, yes. It's so crazy being Mike Hampton. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, everybody. Thank you so much. Remember to... Uh, in the words of our friend Carlton, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Uncle Dad Talks. And, of course, follow our main man here, Mike, at Mike Hampton Arts uh, on Instagram as well. And when you when you follow us, we're going through some resurgence. We're going through a revamp. And we give away some stuff on there, man. So please join. You'll never know what you give away. Uh, we just give away a copy of Gran Turismo, courtesy of our friends at San uh, Sony Pictures. So please be a part of our community. Because this whole show was built upon the idea of community and conversation. Uh, Mike, any last words before we wrap up? Yeah, follow us because you never know. We may be giving away Adele. <laughs> A signed Adele. Adele. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, so thanks, thank you to everybody who's been on the show today. Thank you for everybody who's helped out. Uh, big shout out. I got to say a big shout out to Ke uh, Callie Dunlap for doing her thing on the show and for just helping us out all weekend. So thank you so much, Callie. Shout out to Callie She's Dunlap. in the crowd. Callie Dunlap Art. Yes. Follow her. You get some of the best art you've ever seen in your life. All right, everybody. Remember, we're not uncles. We're not dads. We're just someone you can talk to. I will see you all next week. <laughs>